For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always. False player. Forever. It's mailbag time. It's been too long. This is talk of champions, franchise player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. I'm right for the Old Miss Spirit, OldMissSpirit.com, an affiliate of On3. And David writes for Inside the Rebels247. Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, man. Good to see you. Happy Friday. Happy opening day. Opening day, man. Can you believe it? It's finally here. The uh, Delaware Blue Hens. I love that, man. I've always wondered, where's the Blue Hen come from? Don't care, but I'm down for it. And I'm glad that Ole Miss Baseball is back. We oh, need I it right now. We we needed it from a coverage standpoint. I think fans, from a fan standpoint, need it with basketball being terrible and football kind of slowing down until spring opens up in March. It's it's a good thing that the champs are back. Yeah, and we'll obviously have a hopefully brief coaching search to cover here in a couple of weeks with the men's basketball program. Hey, kudos to the women. I thought they played their butts off Thursday night down at LSU, and. Um, they're coming, man. She she's got them. Uh, she's got them where they where they want to be. It, it, it's a step by step process. It's been that way, but um, this team, this Ole Miss women's team, better than last year's. And uh, production's coming from all over the floor. Um, but anyway, congratulations to Coach Yo. They got a tough one Sunday. Top ranked South Carolina's coming in here. Might as well hand those girls the. Uh, the gold ball, if you will. I don't think anybody's going to beat them. But um, maybe Ole Miss does. Who knows? It sets an interesting stage. Should be a good crowd at the pavilion. We haven't seen a good crowd at the pavilion. It feels like in a little while. <laughs> maybe a, a, a good many Bulldogs come down from Octavaha County to uh, to watch them play a downtrodden Ole Miss program right now. Yeah. What's the recruiting fix, the recruiting minute, before we get started here on the mailbag? Man, you know, you're seeing Ole Miss throw some offers out there. They really went heavy in the state of Mississippi in January, early parts of February. Now you're seeing them kind of branch out. You know, I call them scattershot offers. You know, they they offered an offensive lineman from Texas, Ori Williams, on Thursday. Look, Ori's cousin is 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 Reuben Owens, who is the five-star running back, signed with A&M out of the 23 class. Good luck on pulling Ori Williams out of the state of Texas. They offered Grant Bricks, another O-lineman, big-time guy out of Iowa. He's basically got every offer in the Big Ten. Good luck on pulling him south. You know, that that's kind of where, where we're at right now with recruiting. Uh, waiting for the dead period to end. Ole Miss is going to have big recruiting weekends March 25th and April the 1st. Uh, There'll be, you know, spring practice will be going on, and that's when they're going to uh, to try to have some big recruiting days on campus. So we're looking forward to those for sure. It's the perfect recruiting minute. That's why Dave is the best. Um, I haven't done a mailbag in so long. I honestly can't remember the last time I did a mailbag. But finally, we bring it back, and we got a bunch of questions. We asked for questions on our boards, on social media, and y'all guys, y'all delivered. And we're going to answer them all well, as best we can 
over the course of the next hour. This is a Talk of Champions mailbag. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson. If you haven't already, subscribe, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Let's open the mailbag. Mail time. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. At long last, finally, once again, we're opening the mailbag. So, David, we'll start with you. Give me a question. Let's go. All right. And look, I'm reading these kind of unadulterated, unedited. So uh, hopefully they're okay. There are a couple of food questions in here. We'll get into those a little bit later. Here we go. Question number one from Rebel Jake. What went so wrong with Kermit's portal class last year? That's a good question. The players that he got and the needs that he did not address. I know it is all moot, true, but I have never heard it discussed from an insider perspective. What was he thinking? The problem with the portal class last year was the redundancy of the ads. He went into the portal knowing he needed shooters, but instead of prioritizing shooters, he instead got four defense first transfers. And Theo Akuba is not helping them at all. Um, Josh Mbala is not helping them at all. And if any portal class for Kermit needed to hit and contribute, it was this class because of the stakes this year. Let me stop you right there. Why? If everybody else knew he needed to get a shooter, a scorer out of the transfer portal, why did he go all defense, Ben? I don't know. I think it's more of a doubling down on what he believes makes good team, good competitive teams. And it's a philosophical thing that he's had for 20 years as far as how he builds out rosters. But if you looked at his team last year, they just didn't have three-point shooting in modern college basketball. Everybody from one to four, maybe even a five, needs to be able to step out and at least make a three. And Ole Miss just has too many holes as far as perimeter shooting to really compete. I mean, they're in a lot of these games, and they're in these games for a while, but the scoring droughts come from, all right, when the when the paint gets congested, can you take the game out to the perimeter and still be successful? And Ole Miss just hasn't been. So I, I don't know why. I think it's more has to do with just philosophically what Kermit has always believed in. And you can't argue with the results of Middle Tennessee, but at Ole Miss it just hasn't correlated. Because um, if you look at the t- the guys that left, like a Jarkel Joyner who had a triple double the other day for NC State, or Sean Robinson, or uh, Luis Rodriguez, all of these guys were praised when they got here to Ole Miss from Kermit as you know additions, like a Sean Robinson out of high school or Jarkel out of the portal, and yet they have been successful, but they've been successful elsewhere. So that's more of a systemic Ole Miss problem than it is anything else. And you could argue that philosophically. It's just a regressive approach, especially when, I mean, honestly, if you look at all four of those guys, Theo Kuba, Josh Mbala, Javius McKinnis, and, and Miles Burns even. Miles Burns probably been the most successful of the four, but he can't shoot from three. They all do the same things, just different variations. They're like variants of each other. So I don't know why, but that's why he did it. At Hunt Kinneberg on Twitter, why shouldn't, wouldn't Keith take a big swing in basketball, meaning Will Wade or Chris Beard, like he did in football with Lane. He should. Bottom line, he should. If you're going to win at a high level in basketball at Ole Miss, in men's basketball, you you have got to start with the coach, okay? And, and you got to have somebody crazy enough to think they can get it done here. Somebody with cojones big enough to walk in here and go, nope, we're not trying to be better than Vanderbilt. We want to be better than Kentucky on an annual basis. Shoot for the stars. Maybe you land on the moon. But bringing up a – using the formula that was used to bring Kermit Davis here, bringing up a highly successful mid-major coach to the big leagues of the SEC has not worked. Has not worked. You have got to go get – a, a Chris Beard. Look, Will Wade, no, too toxic. I don't think that's going to happen. Chris Beard has been exonerated, okay? Charges were dropped. He is the best coach available out there. I'm all for bringing in Chris Beard, okay? And look, if he gets here and, he, and he, he's not a good boy, you fire him. And where are you at? 
you're back to where you were before you ever hired him. That's it. So That's it. I'm, I'm all for bringing in Chris Beard. You've got to go hire a big time guy with name recognition and, and, and intrinsic value on the recruiting trail. Chris Beard fits all those criteria. Every one of them. I agree with you. I, I think that with Keith and I don't want to speak for Keith without, without asking him directly. And we can't really figure that part of it out. Until, and well, even when he makes his hire, if it's Dusty May or whoever it is, he's going to say he was our top choice and whatever. That's what all you know administrators and schools say in coaching searches. Uh, my argument to that would be you didn't consider all the very best options if it's not one of and got told no from Chris Beard and Will Wade. Like with Ole Miss basketball, you wouldn't be allowed an opportunity. Like you wouldn't even be getting a phone call taken by either one of these guys in the representation if not for these kind of wild circumstances in which they find themselves. Yeah, it's going to be bad press if you hired one of those guys in, on day one, two, maybe for a week. But batting down the hatches, don't say anything because in this day and age – with the way we are culturally, I mean, yeah, you're, you're gonna have a lot of bad people like Dan Walken say stuff about you for a couple of days, but then it just peters out and it's never a, a story. Well, Neither one of those coaches, as far as what they've accomplished and how they can recruit at this level would be available for, to you, if not for just absurdist circumstances. So it's a unique opportunity for Ole Miss to get a coach who could win at that kind of level and transform what the program is. I don't know why Keith wouldn't do that other than, he was very much a part of the process back when they hired Kermit. I mean, I would argue he was the one B to Ross's one A, and the, the search never got past Kermit, but that was coming off of a six-year NCAA investigation. Will Wade's dealing with NCAA stuff. Chris Beard and, and, and the charge against him with his wife, that's all ugly. That's all been dropped. Right. It's been well, dropped. It's still ugly, and, you're, and you know what's going to come out afterwards whenever you hire one of these guys. And maybe Keith, and I don't, again, I'm not trying to speak for Keith because I don't know. I'll have to ask. Never mind the, the lack of success right. that they're having playing the game of basketball. Right. But, I mean, the Malik Ewan situation, uh, your best player, Deshaun Ruffing, going, hey, I'm not going to do this any longer right now. That's bad attention. I mean, how much – it can't get any worse. And you're not winning. You're not – I mean, you're winning. You're not at, winning. Your fans have checked out 100%. That's the only thing I can come up with is what I'm saying. I don't know why you wouldn't – because I'd heard he'd already vetted, at least looked into Chris Beard. Will Wade, I, I haven't heard much of anything about Will Wade. That means little or nothing. But I know that there was at least a check and vetting process for considering a Chris Beard. But if you just have those opportunities and they want to come here – and I've heard that – Either one of them would be interested and would definitely talk. If you don't engage either one of them and then hire a Dusty May or hire a Steve Forbes or hire whoever it might be, because I don't think there's a good rationale for not considering what the program is, because you made the most salient point when you said, okay, if it doesn't work, you fire them, and where are you? The exact same place you've literally always been for 100 years. Correct, 100%. You're no worse off than you are. Friday, February 17th, the day before Mississippi State is going to come to the pavilion and ruin your Saturday afternoon. Tyler Patrick at Tyler2Patrick. Who will be the Tim Elko of this Ole Miss baseball season as far as play and leadership? Oh, good Lord. Wow. <laughs> Man, I'm going to say just because I like the guy, I'm going to say it's Peyton Chatagnier. I think it's Kemp Alderman. Everything Ole Miss at Everything Rebs, percent chance Keith realistically pursues Chris Beard. I mean, I, th I think right now you got to go 50-50. I mean, I mean, look, put yourself in Keith Carter's shoes. You've got a losing program, losing on all fronts, losing money, losing fans, losing appeal, and you want to resurrect that as soon as you possibly can. I, and now, there are, there are the downsides that we've talked about with beard but man there's a tremendous upside and if you want to immediately get into upside territory where people are going to buy season tickets people are going to be clicking on your message board and my message board to see how beard is rebuilding this roster who's coming to play for him that's pretty attractive to me and again if he pulls any other crap like what he pulled at Texas, you fire him and you're back to where you are right now. 
It's a straight upside play. I don't know why you wouldn't. But if you're asking me on February 17, 2023, the percent chance that Keith realistically pursues Chris Beard, I'm going to say 24%. I think it's a coin toss. And as you said, you know, define pursuit. You've heard he's already looking into Chris Beard. Or has looked into him. Yeah. It could be a past tense thing. Look, I usually don't do this with coaching searches, and I'm not endorsing Chris Beard. This is an opinionated podcast. Hire Chris Beard. KJ underscore the rebel at John KJ McCollum. Grade the assistant coaching changes this offseason. Defensive coordinator, A. Linebackers, Golding's going to coach linebackers, so same with there. Neighbors is an A as well. West Neighbors is a big-time hire. Cornerbacks coach is Kanato Hudson. I know nothing about him. He came from Western Kentucky. Uh, I'm going to go with C. I, I just don't know. John Garrison, an offensive line coach. I, I think that that's a, a B-plus, uh, almost A hire. Garrison is a veteran. He knows his uh, – he knows his stuff. He's a good recruiter. I can tell you that. I've already found that out. Uh, just talking to some of these linemen who visited Ole Miss in January. Um, they love Garrison. And um, that guy is, uh, yeah, I, I'd go B plus, maybe an A minus there. Kevin Smith replacing Markwell Blackwell. The familiarity has to be uh, something that, Placed his favor, you know, he's coached with Lane at FAU and here at Ole Miss. I, I'm, I'm going to go a, a B. Yeah, B, B plus. So, overall, I think we came out to a B plus, A minus. All right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we're talking about three guys in A territory, Pete Golding, Wes Neighbors, and John Garrison, and then uh, a C and a uh, – and a B, B plus. Yeah, I, I'd go, you know, they're, they're going to average out to an A minus, B. From Rebel Rabble, in baseball, in basketball, and in football, you need to write this down. How many SEC teams would Ole Miss switch rosters with? Let's start with baseball. Oh, I wouldn't God. trade with anyone. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, it's the makeup of the Rebels roster. So big Basketball, I've got about 64 teams that I would definitely <laughs> trade with. Well, we're talking about in the SEC only. Um, I, I'd say 12. 12. <laughs> I mean, I would. Football-wise. Um, Georgia, Alabama. Georgia, Alabama. LSU probably right now. LSU, Tennessee maybe. You know, it'd be interesting to see what A&M could do with that talent – with a better coaching staff. I could buy that. I, mean, I like I Ole Miss's quarterback situation better, though. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Jimbo never has a quarterback. It like, seems. Jimbo would give a left nut for one of those three right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. So, I would go Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, maybe Texas A&M. There you go. Not yeah. Billy Brewer's nephew at DBREB79. Should Chad Kelly be a starter in the NFL today talent-wise? I think in 2023, that question's kind of played out. I don't think Chad should be yeah, starting. Yeah, no. And, 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 you know, Chad won the Grey Cup this past year, and good for Chad. But the, these front office people in the NFL, they're not dumbasses. No. I, I mean, he would be on somebody's roster if anybody with any qualifications thought he could he could get it done. And he's not right now. I happen to think – He's, he's the second-best quarterback to ever play at Ole Miss. And don't forget, Chad was in the league with the Denver Broncos, and he busted up in someone's house. Uh, Just as Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I feel for the homeowners. I'm sorry it happened to them, but that, – hey, That's horrifying. They, they can't be going, Woody's here to kill us. He I don't know. I think leave. it'd be more haunting to have him dressed as Woody. You think so? Yeah. Maybe he's the Toy Story killer. I see, man. You say Woody, and I'm picturing, yeah, I'm no, picturing Chad with no oh. pants on and chaps. Oh, God, jeez. Okay. That that might be scary, but uh, there, there's a reason he's not in the NFL right now. I hope he gets there. But, you know, his clock is ticking. And, um, you know, Chad Kelly is how old now? 26, 27? 
you know, that's old in the NFL. That's old. He's an old man. Walter Chambliss at Chambliss Walt. What other power five basketball head coaching positions do you think will be open at the end of the season? Oh man. I couldn't even venture to guess right now. I've looked at the sec. I don't, I don't think any will be open there because it was a big open year last year. Kentucky. Um, Oh God. I mean, they owe John 47 million, but they're fed up. Yeah, they're not going to fire John. I agree, but what if John decided, you know what, rather than retire, I'm going to take a contract reset at a place that needs me and came to Ole Miss. That's a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. He would never come. Yeah, and he could hire Rick Patino as his assistant. Yeah. They could challenge each other as to who outdresses the other. Harris Bell at H. Bell 38. Curious, was AK ready to leave or was he forced out by Bjork? He was ready to leave. But it was kind of a – it was a mutual thing. It wasn't kind of – it was a mutual thing. Home and Swayze. This is tough, Ben. Oh, God. With a name like that, it better be baseball. Best hot tamales in the Delta. Oh, God. I have no idea. I'd have to go with Doe's down in Greenville. Um, sure. Me too. Those are great hot tamales. Um, there's a little white shack over in Rosedale that's pretty darn good. Can't remember the name. Uh, but uh, you can't really get bad hot tamales in the Delta. Skinny Legs Odom at KCon underscore 10. Who would you like the next two teams to be if the SEC expanded more after Texas and Oklahoma? Not going to happen because uh, at least not under the format that we're living in now. I could see, um, and you figure you go one from the east and one from the west, uh, Clemson in the east. Blake at Lazy Rebel 28 with players like AJ Brown, DK, Laramie Tunsil, etc. Getting these large NFL contracts, would it be a bad look to ask those guys to donate towards the NIL funds? I don't know if anyone has asked. They have. I just feel like that's a large pool we aren't tapping into. Ole Miss is trying. Yeah, they'll take money from anybody, but um, those that's guys. That's an individual are, choice, man. Yeah, and those guys making that kind of money, let's be honest. They didn't make that kind of money when they were here. And they aren't making that money for Ole Miss. That's very true. That's difficult territory. And you don't want to feel like, oh, my God, if I play at Ole Miss and make it to the NFL, they're going to hound me for money all the time. Right. You know, so I think Ole Miss has to be careful there, too. Look, if one of them gets the Deuce McAllister fever, they'll give back to the school. You just kind of got to let it all, all play out. Cole Woods at Cole Miss 22. Now that Ole Miss baseball is shifting, is there a chance we will ever see an opener in the rotation on Sundays? No, under Mike Bianco, no. Mike Bianco isn't going anywhere. Clay Bermuda at Clay Bermuda. Are you watching The Last of Us? Better episode three or five. I am. It's my favorite video game ever. Episode three was amazing, but episode five was just next level devastation. It played out just like it did in the game, except they added a little bit more pathos to it. It was awesome. Wait a minute. You know what I'm finally watching? What's that? I am finally watching The Sopranos. Yeah, season two is where you really start to pick up and it becomes what it ultimately becomes, and that's one of the greatest shows of all time. I'm on season four, episode five. No, season five, episode four. Has Polly Walnuts and Chris, have they headed out to the woods yet? Have you been to that one yet? Oh, yeah, yeah, where they almost freeze to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was was really good. Now, Tony and Carmela, they split up. But oh. I think they're about to get back together. Maxwell Slim Easy at a true rebel underscore 99 outside of Kemp Alderman. Who's the likeliest to lead Ole Miss in home runs this season? Oh, I got a good one on this one. Ethan Leger, the Juco transfer who's starting at third. Maybe Calvin Harris, but Kemp's going to hit the most home runs. Elijah Moore cured my depression at hard nose 15. Give me your five bold baseball season predictions. Bold, but absurd. Hunter Elliott wins SEC Pitcher of the Year honors. Great. I love that. Grayson Sonye becomes the 1B co-ace to Hunter Elliott. He's that good as long as he stays healthy. Ole Miss repeats as national champions. I'm greedy Uh, now, David. I'm greedy. I I won't go that far, but I will say this. Ole Miss will host a regional and a super regional this year. One thing Ole Miss has not done, still something to be checked off the checklist. I know they ran through everything last year except one thing, dogpiling a super regional win at home. Imagine that celebration at Swayze. No, it happens. It happens this year. 
Brent Rivers at Brent Rivers 48. Why is Kermit Davis not on the first bus out of Oxford? So I guess why is he not fired mm-hmm. midseason and they're waiting? I, I think it's more Keith said this on this podcast a couple weeks ago. And I think he told you this too. He just philosophically doesn't believe in firing coaches midseason. I got a one word answer experience. Carter had a front row seat to what happened when they let Andy Kennedy go during the season. It was not pretty. Kennedy ended up quitting. He didn't want a situation like that. I think it's as simple as that. Or a Houston nut his last year. That was just oh. the most pathetic. Let's hire, play. let's fire this guy with four games left to go in the season and get him to stay and coach the team. The practices and the preparation for games was a joke. It was ridiculous. Houston had gotten to that point, I think, in his coaching career where he had a staff full of friends and not a staff full of coaches. And, uh, you know, I don't blame all that downfall on Houston. He bears the brunt of it. But some of those guys he had on his staff, they they were taking advantage of his friendship. But also, David, come on now. You could, you could easily just say that Houston was surrounding himself with yes men, and he was. I miss Don Decker. Don hated me, and I hated him. I hope he's doing well. I think Don hated everyone. Yeah, probably. You know, I, I told you I had a run-in with Decker um, oh, out of New, Mex- New Mexico State. You know, Eli gets out there to, to, to play, and Don Decker is the strength coach. And um, How the mighty have fallen. And look, look, look. Here, here's a guy that he kind of held a grudge because, you know, when he was Houston's strength coach here, Terrence Metcalf and I would do a morning radio show. And, um, you know, we were getting the hell beat out of us on the line of scrimmage. So needless to say, there was some criticism of Decker and his approach to strength and conditioning on that morning radio show. So at lunchtime one day, Terrence and I, we're, we're going to a sandwich shop out on Jackson Avenue, and there is Houston, Decker, and Houston's brother. And look, Decker stands there, chest bowed out, like he's waiting on us, you know, to, to, to say something. Or, and look, you know, so I got Terrence Metcalf with me. And Terrence, of course, he's like, come on, bro, I got him. <laughs> like no, Terrence, we don't need to fight a fight with old Miss coaching staff. And look, this was in 2011. They were fisting to get fired. It had not happened yet. And um, you know, we're walking down there, and you see Houston tug on Decker to get in the truck, and they all get in the truck and drive off. It was the most awkward moment I oh, ever man. had in dealing with the old Miss coaching staff. So I go out to New Mexico State. Eli's showing me around the building, the facilities and all that stuff. We go in the weight room and there's Decker in there. He sees me walk in. He turns his back and walks away. Oh my would, God. Would not, a- would not speak to me. That had been like eight years before, nine years before. And uh, I'm like, oh man, this is uh, this is great. This is You great. know, for a guy who coaches strength and conditioning, he's like a big, strong, bulky guy. He's the biggest, just soft ass. Sorry, I need to stop. Um, Samuel Cole at the Samuel Cole. What annual NIL dollar amount would it take for Ole Miss to be a recurring playoff contender? Oh, oh, it go. It's going to go up every year. Every year that this uh, crazy system is around. I mean, it was it was rumored to be ten million this year. It'll be twenty million next year. At Coach Bugs. How could Kermit recruit so well and be so bad? Um, that's just evaluations, missed evaluations. I remember when they signed Austin Crowley. He was a four-star out of high school in Vanderbilt, wanted him too. And I went to practice, and Kermit said, well, this is the best player I've ever signed. And Austin's now playing the Southern Miss and doing really well. So then if he's doing well somewhere else, and you thought that about him coming out of high school, what happened? There are a lot of stories like that. Sean Robinson was a unicorn coming out of high school, a perfect modern day four point forward for Ole Miss. Um, and yet he did nothing. And now he's transferred. He's actually doing pretty well. So it comes back to maybe a regressive or outdated philosophy and how to build rosters or how to build winning basketball in 2023, because the recruiting has been good. It's been the most successful recruiting as far as stars in recruiting rankings that Ole Miss has ever had consistently. You know, we mentioned the troubles with Malik Ewan, and I don't know where that is right now. Everybody's been really, really quiet in regards to that. 
uh, the troubles with Deshaun Ruffin, but who was it? James White hadn't played, finally got in a game the other night with a few minutes left. Um, you know, that's been a coach's decision too, right? Yeah, James White in the summer led them in the tournament, the foreign trip that they made, that they were so successful. He was their leading scorer, and I wrote the story because Kermit and also James kind of talked about how this was supposed to be a breakout year for him, and he's been nothing. Again, it's all about a, maybe a regressive or outdated philosophy on how to build rosters and what you need to be successful because the players that I would argue – that Kermit needed, what he really needed to address was scoring, and he let some of his very best scores, namely Jarkel, who couldn't defend to save his life, and that defense is what Kermit values most. Jarkel was a bad defender, still is a bad defender, but he just dropped a triple-double for NC State. Being stubborn maybe to what you think um, basketball should be and what it has become, and that's where you've seen the biggest mistakes as far as just evaluations of what you need and what you let go. At Hard Nose 15, Cowboys cut Zeke and draft Zach Evans. Who says no? Oh, that's easy. Jerry Jones. Mike Hilton fan, what are your expectations, hopes for the baseball team this year? Well, I said it. Repeat national champs. I'm greedy. Yeah, your hopes have to be set there. Uh, you know, winning a super regional in Oxford, going back to Omaha, that would certainly be acceptable. JT Kilo 87, do you think Beard is too hot to touch right now? If he is, does Keith go after May? Yes and yes. I say no and, and maybe. Who is in Keith Carter's ear going, we can't bring that guy here? Well, it was Hunter Carpenter who's in the ear of Keith and Ross for so long and then went to Glenn Boyce. So maybe Hunter Carpenter's like, no, we can't hire Chris Beard. Worked once. Oh, he's got a slideshow ready. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. Show your support for both Ole Miss baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday, allocated into your blue priority point total, and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, 662 915 7159. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his one night at a time tour to Vaught Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit morganwallen.com. That's morganwallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. 
From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Stringer, what's your take on the pay for parking for baseball? Seems like every year we're having to pay more or extra for something. I understand we're trying to raise money, but at the same time, we're pricing out some of our own fans. That's exactly how I feel about it. I'm a blue-collar guy, and I think it's ridiculous when, you know, you've got to drop minimum five bills to go to an Ole Miss football game. I mean, that's that's the minimum. You know, if you're going to have a good time, it's it's a two-grand weekend for a three hour ball game that you can set at home and eat your own nachos, drink your own drinks and, and pee in your own toilet <laughs> without a line, without there being pee on the floor. I mean, you know, the fan experience has got to either get cheaper or improve drastically. That's where I'm at on it. I mean, particularly when you're playing freaking Tulsa in Central Arkansas. And that's that's the bottom line. I don't I mean, mind charging for all this stuff. My problem is that the prices aren't fixed. And they can't be fixed, I guess, but holy crap. I mean, if you how do people go to the Super Bowl these days? Seriously. The cheapest yeah. ticket you could find online was $17,000. Yeah, we've we've turned it into a social gathering. It's not for the average sports fan. What the cost would be, it's just not worth it. I paid 125 bucks a ticket for my family to watch this. And there are families out there trying to eat off $125 in a week's time. There's something wrong with that. And not that you shouldn't enjoy the finer things and certainly be there to pull for your university. It's gotten tough. And, and you know, you can counter that by going, okay, I'm going to pay a $75 a month cable bill or television streaming bill, and hell, I'll, I'll watch any game and every game I want to watch anywhere. Yeah, in the- I'll decorate my dining room table and have a watch party for the Ole Miss game. We'll have like we'll do a little grove in our own, in our dining room with all our friends. And, and for the right amount of money, Ben and I'll come over and pee in your bathroom floor. There's no stopping us. Rebel Bagman, is there a specific player or position to be added in spring portal for football? I, I think. Uh, I think they still need a linebacker, even yeah, though Ashanti yeah. says drunk sticking around and, uh, you know, Jameer Lewis is coming in, ah, man, I, linebackers and defensive line to me. Um, and honestly, with, with, with Tashim Johnson, Davis and Ibignosin, you know, jumping off the roster there, I wouldn't mind to see another quality DB come in. That's just, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. 
JSK138, do you see one of the walk-on running backs stepping up to play a role as the number four this year? If so, which one? Absolutely. They'll play play the same role as the number four running back played this past season. <laughs> That's one thing we, we've got down going into spring practice this year. You're not going to see a lot of Quinchon Judkins. Oh, he's it's going to be the Ulysses Bentley spring, man. Oh, absolutely. And he's not going to declare a quarterback winner. Kiff Dog 43, how can Keith Carter not pursue Chris Beard? Would seem like we are destined to be in the small boy category forever if we just do another Kermit like hire. I don't disagree. Because somewhere out there, there is a little niche of Ole Miss fans who are telling Carter, we don't need that here. If it happens that way, that's why. Rambling Rebel, let's say Spencer Sanders gives Dart a real challenge and Kiffin wants him as QB1. Any chance we find out before summer begins, or as you <laughs> and David discussed, it will be a fall or post-fall camp decision. It's going to be fall, okay? It's going to be maybe even into the season because, and you say that, but they play Tulane week two. You better know who your quarterback is before you go down to New Orleans. I mean, why? Why tell the rest of everybody you're playing who your quarterback is going to be? And then secondly, why tell any of those guys who the quarterback is going to be? You want them mentally engaged as for as long as you can. Well, we have a 1,000-yard receiver this year. No. All right. Mississippi no. 1848 Reb, how is our position with Camarion Franklin at Horn Lake? Uh, very uh, promising, but uh, perilous because you're recruiting against the rest of the country, period. And, um, you know, as far as NIL goes, and I love Cam, don't get me wrong. Anytime I call him, he answers the phone. He gives me an interview. He is a super young man, but he knows his worth. And, um, you know, you're, I think with Cam Franklin, if you're going to get him, you're going to have to pay quarterback NIL for a defensive lineman. Rebel Rabble, who is your favorite to emerge as the primary DH come SEC play? I'll say Will Furness. Sleeper favorites on this baseball roster. I think I've already said it. Ethan Leger, but I'll give you another one. Ethan Groff. He's going to lead off. He's going to play center field. I would say every game, every single game, he's just an absolute dirtbag, and I say that in the most endearing way possible. Does the introduction of Kang the Conqueror – oh, this is for David, obviously. Does the introduction of Kang the Conqueror lead you to believe the MCU main timeline will eventually reset, making way for the X-Men and Fantastic Four to work from a clean slate of storytelling? I think that the MCU sacred timeline will eventually reset, yes. Captain Colin, can you discuss slash explain college recruiting to a high school ninth grader and parents, how to get invited to camps, pay sites for visibility, how to let schools know you're interested, what to be aware of, beware of. Don't get excited about the trinkets. Everybody gets mail. Everybody gets letters sent to them. Ole Miss is good about sending postcards out where a graduate assistant has signed a coach's name on the bottom of it or whatever. But, um, that means nothing, doesn't mean anything. You could call up there and they probably don't know who you are. You're on a list somewhere. Um, it doesn't mean anything until you get the offer, okay? I mean, that's just honest to goodness truth. And, um, you know, an offer is good for as long as it's good. Things are always in motion. If you get an offer from Ole Miss and you don't commit, and then two months later you decide you want to, maybe they filled that need by the time you call them and say, hey, I'm ready. Um, as far as camps go, everybody with a whistle has a camp now, okay? I mean, there's a camp literally every weekend, seven-on-seven seven tournaments every weekend. Be, be wise about <clears throat> where you spend your money and who you spend your money on uh, with. Um, that would be the best advice I've got. You know, don't – if you are – if you are – a division two level player. Why are you camping at Alabama every summer? Why? Don't do that. Camp in the, in the, in the realm of your abilities. Um, and, and, and be honest about what you think your abilities are. I would only add to that. If you're, if you think you're a player that is better than that, still do exactly what David said. Good players are found by the best programs every year. 
So even if you're at South Alabama and ball out and you're like, I'm better than this, great, you'll get that opportunity. It might be a little delayed because right now, developmentally, you're not there yet. But as far as pay sites for visibility, just like with coaches, pay sites find the good players. David and I don't do the evaluations of players. We don't. We're not a part of that. But the sites, they go to camps and they know who the good players are. So go perform. And I promise you, if you go perform at South Alabama instead of Alabama, Kane Walmack knows everybody in college football. And Kane Walmack's going to say, hey, I found this dude from this random place. So wherever you can go realistically and really shine, go. Don't go to Alabama. It, go to wherever you can go. And good players are found by pay sites and coaches wherever you are. Out of all the time I've been doing this, this is the only kid I can ever remember this happening to. You, do you remember Matt Womack at Magnolia Heights, the big yep. offensive lineman? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Matt would show up at every SEC school in their camp every summer. From the time he was in ninth grade, 10th grade. It became a running grade. joke with us, with you and it me did. when we were standing out there. It, 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 it absolutely did. Matt Womack's here. But yep. then one night, one night, he shows up on a Friday night at Ole Miss, and it was a different Matt Womack. And it was because of all the hard work he had put in when nobody was looking. It was going the summer before his senior year, and you knew Ole Miss was going to offer him right then and there. But they didn't offer him that night. Had they offered him that night, I think Matt Womack's career could have been totally different. Instead, he leaves there without an offer. A lot of attaboys, but no offer. He goes down to Mississippi State the next day, and he gets offered at their camp. Then all of a sudden he goes to LSU and LSU offers him. He commits. He ended up flipping out, going to Alabama ultimately. Didn't really get a lot of playing time over there. But he's a kid that I saw every summer that just wasn't ready. He was not a football player for the SEC level. And then all of a sudden he was. Um, that's that's the one exception I can think of to the rule. I'm sure there are others, but uh, – out of the last 13 years, that's the only time I can ever recall that. River Rat 5, over under 600 rushing yards for Ulysses Bentley. Ooh, I'm going to go over. I'm, I'm going over because um, Bentley's on the clock, okay? He had a rough year last last year with injuries and everything. Quinchon Judkins, Zach Evans. Um, he, he's got to make a mark this year. I'm going over on 600. Do you think he'll have more than Kedrick Riscano then? This time last year, if I'd ask you the same question, except Quinshawn over Zach, you said, oh, no chance. Zach Evans is going to have more. Yeah, we all would, but we all saw what Quinshawn was doing in spring and in fall, and we knew there was extreme talent there, and we all wrote about it. I mean, we, 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 we knew that. Kedrick Riscano, another freshman, can Ole Miss catch lightning in a bottle – with a true freshman for the second year in a row. Uh, the odds are against it. Reese Cano's an incredible back. I love his high school film. But can he be Quinshawn Judkins part two? Probably not. Not as long as Quinshawn Judkins is still on the Ole Miss football roster. So, you know, yeah, I, I see it as Judkins, Bentley, and, and, and then Reese Cano's your number three back. As far as a number four guy goes, going back to the question we had earlier, <laughs> I'm going with uh, Bobo Miller. What the heck? Right. Or, or uh, the, the 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 kid from Jackson Prep, Matt Jones. Matt Jones, excess ain't rebellion basketball. What are the main critical criteria for a new head basketball coach? He can recruit. Thus, yeah. he can win. Can you recruit? Can you win? That's it. That's what. That's the what biggest thing is when you walk into a room into a high school AAU building wherever it might be, with the best of the best, with an Ole Miss script on your shirt, people take you seriously. Who fits that criteria? No, all of a sudden, if Beard is your head coach, listen, and Keith is going to do what he thinks is ultimately best. I, I understand that. But if Beard is your head coach, your recruiting automatically immediately becomes a national story. Whatever gymnasium he's in, watching some guy shoot hoops, everybody is going to be on it. Everybody. I, I don't know why this would even be a question of at least 
gauging interest. And you might not be able to get Chris Beard. Let's not pretend like Ole Miss, if Chris Beard has a bunch of suitors, would be among the favorites to land Chris Beard. But you can be proactive if you want to be right now in February, and he's just had all charges dismissed, and you can get ahead of the market and whatever jobs might come Correct. up. Yeah, and have, a, and have an opportunity to hire a coach you otherwise would not have an opportunity to ever hire. Yeah, and we're not waiting on some mid-major team to get ousted in March Madness. R Downs 1983, how will you celebrate when Ole Miss football beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa next year? Oh, Jesus, come on, man. With a great six to ten stories afterwards. Yeah, yeah, for real, photo gallery included. Uh, Rebel 2 is another tight end in the future for Ole Miss out of the transfer portal. I don't think so. I think they're good there. I don't, I, I don't think so either. I mean, maybe Michael Trigg will wake up this season to go with Caden Prescorn, and that's a pretty darn good one-two combination. Casey Kelly's going to be back. He's got experience. And then you've got a couple of good, good young ones in Kyron Heath and Javante Connor. So I don't think they need another tight end from the portal. Recon Reb, have any basketball coaches reached out to Ole Miss? I, I don't know. I've heard some rumors, but nothing substantive. Yeah, I mean, look, of course, the behind-the-scenes stuff is happening. It's been happening for probably ever since the day North Alabama beat us in the pavilion. Recon Reb, will our facilities – with our facilities, excuse me, are we considered a good place to be? No. No. Facilities do not win basketball games. Look, truth be known – I think some people need to go out and see other things in the SEC and beyond. You know, we have, we have adequate facilities, you know, in the SEC, if you want to talk about arenas, the pavilion is adequate compared to Auburn, Kentucky. It's in the same ballpark, but it's not any better. You just called up to the times as far as facilities goes and facilities aren't what win just like land doesn't vote. Buildings don't win games. It's true. I mean, I mean, it is. It's, DFW Landshark. Is Penny Hardaway a candidate for the basketball coach's job? Um, he was interested back when Ole Miss hired Kermit, and he actually reached out to Ole Miss a couple of years into his Memphis tenure to see about a potential contract reset. So maybe. I don't think he'll be. I think he'll be I, somebody that is vetted. He should be. He's I, name recognition. I, I think he still is interested, and I think that's probably as far as it's going to go. Who is your money on to get the job? I'd say Dusty May. Shit, I'm rolling the dice. I'm going with Chris Beard. Good for you. Frida, girl, what is the status of Casey Kelly? I doubt if we're going to see Casey very much in the spring. Uh, I understand he did have surgery, but uh, he'll be back on the field this fall, hopefully. Johnny Rebel, if Keith hires Dusty May while Beard and Wade want the job, is it the biggest blunder in the history of collegiate athletics? Listen, no, the biggest blunder in Ole Miss is Peyton Manning. Well, that could be true. Or waiting to tell our story for six years. Look, man, Dusty May, my excitement meter, is stuck on neutral there. Chris Beard, they can go 16 and 14 next year and win an NIT game, and you're still going to fill the stands. Womp rat. Was that congratulatory tweet from the official Ole Miss football account earlier this week about Jerry on Ely winning the Super Bowl real or a joke? Unfortunately, it was real. Rave Reb, have you started lifting weights yet? Of course not. L Thurman 34 in a 3-4 defense. Who are your four linebackers prior to spring training? And who do you think the four will be by the end of the season? How am I supposed to know right now? I don't we'll take know. A shot. Monty Montgomery, Kari Coleman, Ashanti Sistrunk. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking, even though he started, like, two games the whole time he's been at Ole Miss. And Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste. Hopefully. Who are your top three draft eligible on this roster for the 2024 NFL draft? That's good. Oh, got to think about that for a second. Um, Trey Harris? Yeah, draft eligible is, is the key. DeAndre um, Prince? Oh, Jeremy James. Jeremy James. I don't think there's a lot of – NFL draftable talent on this team oh, right now. Here's one, Caden Priestcorn. Oh, yeah, 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 for, for real. Michael Trigg, if he gets his stuff together? If, if, if he ever. Jordan I mean, Watkins has got a shot at making a roster. Yeah, I noticed neither one of us are throwing out Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders. I think if there's any quarterback in college football that could get drafted, 
that needs two more years of college football is Jackson Dart. L. Thurman, 34, his last one. If you could add any two former Rebels to this basketball team from the past five seasons, who are you adding? Past five? Dang, because I was going to say Chris Warren first. Past five. Well, just pick any of the guys who left the program. <laughs> that's, that's, that's who I was trying to decide Austin from. Crowley, Austin Crowley. He'd be with Jarkel Joyner. Obviously, Marshall Henderson. Uh, oh, I love Marshall. That's my dude. What about oh, Anthony Boone? Oh, God. Anthony, <laughs> not in 2023. Anthony, he had two bad knees, and he couldn't shoot a three. Uh, and look, we retired his jersey. I love Anthony Boone, though. I was in the tad pad the day we beat Auburn, and Alabama beat Arkansas, and Ole Miss won the SEC West at the time, and they retired his jersey prior to that game. And I'm sitting there going – I love Anthony Boone. I'm probably a 24-year-old Cub reporter at the time. I'm sitting down there going, what the hell? Why did they just drop his jersey from the rafters? And, and, you know, somewhere along the way, somebody along the way erased that day from the memory of Ole Miss Athletics. Wait, what? Because at the end of the pavilion, with all the guys up there and their numbers, there's no Anthony Boone. Yes, he is. Are you sure? Oh, now I'm not, but yes. I'm telling you, I walked in there not long ago. I don't think so. Oh, God. Hold on one second. I got to make sure. All right, you look that up. We got to keep going. We got to get these done. LSF Rebel, what are the expectations on how improved the defense will be? I know it's way early, but Golding has had at least a top 30 defense everywhere he's been. If Oldman's got top 30 production, that would be an unbelievable improvement. So here's somebody asking a question. I don't think this has been discussed, but it has my bad. I went to my first game in the pavilion on Tuesday to watch Moody put on a jump shot clinic against Mizzou. Yeah. The pavilion is indescribably better than the tad pad in every way. My only gripe is where the hell is Anthony Boone's Jersey? He's the only Ole Miss basketball player in Ole Miss history to have his number Jersey retired and it was prominently displayed in Tad Smith Coliseum, but it's not hanging up in the pavilion. Nor is his name and photo included among all the rebel greats that are featured on the wall opposite of the window. What gives? Hold on. I'm putting on the tinfoil hat. We're doing a conspiracy theory. We're doing Alex Jones stuff today. All right, here we go. Just like Ole Miss has phased out Tony the Landshark, you still see it in recruiting graphics. And every once in a while, uh, people online will bring it up, but not Ole Miss officially. They're phasing out Tony the Landshark. He's gone. The on-field mascot is gone. Are we now saying that Anthony Boone's retired jersey has followed the same track? They phased it out like Tony the Landshark because they don't think that Anthony deserved it? Well, here's a story <clears throat> claiming Anthony Boone's number 41 is hanging in the rafters of the pavilion. Uh-huh. But it's written by Ben Garrett. Oh, no. (laughs) So, look, man, I'm telling you, I walked out there. Well, that's what I said. I said I thought I knew. Yeah, after one of Yo's press conferences to intentionally look, and I didn't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I missed it. Maybe me and But I'm not wrong. Like, they retired his number, right? You said they did. You remember there the day they dropped it yes okay so i'm not crazy ben's not some cheerleader he's not doing something you know oh sunshine bumpy bullshit no you saw it i saw it in the tad pad never in the pavilion whoa maybe maybe i'm wrong i hope i am unless i'm losing my mind i saw it no it happened it happened that's why i wrote about it i I remember that game specifically because at the end of it they turned the radio broadcast of Alabama, Arkansas onto the PA system and the players and the fans, nobody left to listen to the end of that game. Five minutes or so left and Ole Miss clinched the West and then they cut the nets down. But the first thing they did was retire Boone. But the question is why, why, why why wasn't it put in the pavilion? Why didn't it travel from the tad pad to the pavilion? Did they phase it out like they phased out Tony the Land Shark because they didn't think Anthony deserved it? Bum, bum, bum. 
Apparently. I mean, that's a that's a Keith Carter question, right? Yes. We got so I gotta drive out there today and make sure I, I wasn't uh Take a hallucinating. Picture. Take but, a picture. Oh, didn't see it, did not see it. All right, we got to finish this. A Garrett C, how much NIL money will it take a perennial NCAA tournament team in basketball? 10 million. DM Harris 7, how can Ole Miss help reduce the cost of football games? I can no longer afford to bring my family. It amazes me how expensive it has gotten in the last 10 years. We agree. We talked about that earlier. Dog Brewer, do you think Ole Miss will step up consistently with the Grove Collective? If so, how do you think Ole Miss will collect the money? And if Ole Miss goes 7-5, and 6-6, six and six, do you think Ole Miss can keep enough in the collective to stay competitive? Man, that's a great question. I hope so. You know, I'm not qualified to answer that question because I'm not one of these Ole Miss boosters or alums that, you know, I'm, I'm setting on millions of dollars I can play with. I mean, that is the question. Personally, I think every everything kind of resets back to where it was in terms of who's got the money and who doesn't have the money because, let's be honest, for the last 30 years, it's been the programs with the money that have been able to employ it that have won the big time championships. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I'm not qualified to answer that. Lane saying clown posse. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid on this year's diamond revs? Absolutely. Yes. I'm calling for a repeat. God dang it. Who is yeah. the longest tater? Kemp, Mr. Exit Velocity Alderman, or Taiwan Big Hurt Jr. Malone. Well, Taiwan had the top three exit velos two weekends ago when he hit three home runs, and Kemp still had the longest and the hardest hit at like 117 miles an hour. So I'm going Kemp. Howard O. Graham is every football player for sale now. Yes. Land Shark 54. Yeah. Ever thought about hosting a Talk of Champions event where listeners, subscribers, could come to Oxford and get together, maybe maybe get the Grove Collective to help sponsor and have them do a pitch. It would be a fun night. I agree. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, we should do that. Oxford 1952, going into spring practice, how would you rate the defense as compared to this time last year? Do you think the new portal players give us enough depth for the next season? You know what? There are new pieces on this team, just like there were new pieces on last year's team. And, and if last year taught us anything – it's not to oversell or undersell any of these new guys because we all thought Michael Trigg was going to be great. He didn't plug in as well as what we thought. You know, there could be some of that this year. There could be some guys that plug in better than what we thought. It's just too early to give you a, a, a decent answer. Vulture 88, best places to park for baseball these days? I have no idea. Heck, I just, uh, I just pulled my car up right behind the right field wall. OB Rebel 65, I've heard Holzman at Ohio State mentioned a time or two in regards to the impending basketball hire. Surely this could not happen. Don't call me Shirley, but yes, it could very well happen. He's definitely one of the ones I know have been vetted, and there's been at least um, some overtures extended to. Mandy, yeah, well. last one, chances of Ruffin returning to Ole Miss basketball? I think slim to none. It depends on who they hire. But also, which Deshaun Ruffin are you going to be getting? In fairness to Deshaun, though, I mean, he was less than a year off that ACL tear. And Kermit wants to talk about, well, I don't like his body language and I don't like this. Well, part of that may be because the kid wasn't physically ready. I agree with that completely. And another part of that, too, you knew that it was all about Deshaun and Matt Morrell going into the portal last year, that those were your guys. They had to be next level good. They both are NBA prospects, or at least at their peak. But it couldn't just be them, and yet it still was. So that falls on who? The head coach falls on Kermit. And Deshaun, I feel like, was rushed back. But here's the thing, too. I'm not making that as a judgment on Deshaun or who he is or how Ole Miss treated it so much as whoever the next head coach is, that has to be a part of the equation. It sucks, but it has to be what Deshaun would he be getting because the school would then get to make the decision whether or not it wants to keep him, too. And that just sucks because Deshaun, when he signed, was the first McDonald's All-American out of high school signed by Ole Miss ever, ever. Ever and just the second all time, he was the highest ranked signee ever signed out of high school, even above Matt Morrell, both signed under Kermit. And yet, Deshaun, we're now talking about his future being clouded because of bad decisions made. People wonder why things have happened the way they have. And Ole Miss is two and ten in the SEC in year five after the NCAA tournament in year one. Well, look at Deshaun, look at how Deshaun was handled, and look where he is now. He's not contributing in 2023 in the do-or-die year in a lot of ways for Kermit at Ole Miss. And if you would have asked either one of us, you or me, last year, this time last year, 
Deshaun is not going to be a part, really any meaningful part of next season. Can Ole Miss win without him? Hell no. This has been another mailbag edition of Talk of Champions slash Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit on three. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels247. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review the podcast in iTunes. Just simply search Talk of Champions and leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. What a way to end the week, David. Thank you, my man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. And if anybody's got any pictures of that wall at the pavilion with the jerseys, please – Pop them on the message board. Send them to us on Twitter. I'm telling you, I did not see his name or number up there. Let us know. Hey, hotty toddy, everybody. Have a great weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.